Talking to an orb. It is. It's pretty fun. <laughs> And welcome back to episode number 55 of Nerds of Unusual Origin. I am your host, Steve, and I am joined by my special... Wait a second. You're not Ron. You look like Dan. Do I? You sound I like Dan. Do I? I get look a lot. But you're not Dan. I'm not Dan. Definitely not. Who I will put you? my foot down. Uh, my name is Greg uh, Carlson from Redemption Rock Brewing company so i can see where you might be a little confused at oh first. okay that makes total sense uh-huh. no in, in reality we asked you to be here yes yeah <laughs> um it's just me and greg tonight uh nerds of unusual origin is a weekly podcast where we take a deep dive into the culture that is nerd we will discuss music movies and more as well as talk about other stuff we obsess over so um yeah like i i do nothing but praise the the the, the brewery but I wanted you to come in to get your perspective on like how everything started with you. You know what I mean? Sure. Like um, we we started this whole thing where we say, uh, you know, what's your origin story? What like how did you get into? How far back do do you want to go? Do I, I don't need to, to like. I don't need to know about birth. Okay, that's good. I, yeah. I don't need the. None of that's super relevant. Let's get rid of the first so. eighteen years. First eighteen years. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're still not in beer. Oh, actually, yeah, 18. Yeah, we were definitely getting a little bit. I was a straight beer. edge kid, so. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was kind of a, um, I mean, in, in high school and stuff, I wasn't, I wasn't like actual, uh, straight edge, but I may as well have been. I, like, I, I didn't, I didn't drink or smoke or anything. You weren't straight edge necessarily by, uh, um, because you wanted to be, you were straight edge just because you didn't bother. Uh, uh pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Like my, yeah, our friends at the time, we, we were, we all were just into like, uh, other stuff. You know, like a lot of that stuff we're into now. It's like we we'd go watch uh, movies, we'd go shoot pool, we'd go bow bowling. Go you guys are from Boston out. though, too, right? Uh, we're from Kingston, which is like south of Bo- oh, Boston. So okay, you still grew up in the Boston area. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a lot different out there. And that sounds weird because it's like forty miles from here. Yeah, exactly. It's always a super small state, but it, we we've got it's uh yeah. The way, yeah, the way the state is, is broken down. We have these all, like, really, really distinct but tiny little uh, uh, regions. <laughs> it, yeah, like, it's so di- it's so weird how, like, Cambridge is a f- different beast than, like, Boston proper. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, like, Southie is way different than anything yeah. else. <laughs> Jamaica Plains yeah. is way different. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I totally get it. Like, uh, like we're from the uh, South Shore, which is, like, completely uh, different from the uh, North Shore. And, every- and all that is all completely different from Central Mass. And then you've got like the South Coast, which is like you forget that exists half the time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know we called something the South Coast in Massachusetts. <laughs> it's like it's like the um like everything basically between Brockton and like Fall uh, uh, River. Oh, that makes sense. So like, oh, okay. So, so like basically everything between Cape Cod and uh, uh, Rhode Island. <laughs> okay, a tiny little patch right there. That makes total sense. Yeah. Um, before we go further, yeah, you brought a new beer. I did bring a, 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 just... a, a, a new beer, yeah. I also brought you some more uh, uh, Thrilling Spills. You didn't you have to been... do that. Yes, but I did. I insist. I, I, it is my favorite. I literally, I think I, I bought like three three packs. Appreciate and that. And I went through it quick. Good. Yeah, appreciate that. I'm glad you guys uh, like it so much. It's it's. I, I think I told Dan, I don't know if I told you, that beer 
took my number one spot of all time. Appreciate that. Wow, that's uh, it's a, a, a high praise. So, hey, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very glad you uh, uh, like it as much as much as you do. Um, why don't you tell us about the beer? Uh, what's the name of it? The uh, uh, new one. Yeah. So the new one is uh, it's guava bunga. It's a guava and lime sour. Okay. So just another kind of we, we don't have a sour series, but we definitely have like a sour sort of. Uh, uh, program like a sour trend that we kind of just do. We, yeah. we basically just try to have one, two, or three sours on it at, at any uh, a, a, a given time, and they're all going to be flavored or you know, brewed with uh, different fruits or different bot- botanical spices, stuff like that, depending on whatever kind of theme we're uh, uh, playing up. So we happen to be like really kind of into tropical fruit right now because actually on the same day we put uh, this out, we also launched a pineapple uh, uh, IPA. I'll, I'm going to be there probably tomorrow afterwards. Awesome, yeah. Yeah, we, we didn't really do that on on uh, uh, purpose. We just kind of came up with the ideas for a pineapple IPA and a guava and lime sour, all at like kind of at the same time, and they ended up being packaged on the uh, uh, same day, the same uh, uh, canning run. Nice. So uh, yeah, we ended up they're kind of now this sort of like pair, um, and we didn't really do that on purpose until the day they until we started making uh, uh, la- uh, labels and stuff. But yeah, but yeah, it's a nice tart. Uh, you know, all of our sours are brewed broadly in like the Berliner Weiss or Goza style. We do a, a kettle uh, souring thing, that kind of like quick, kind of clean uh, uh, souring uh, uh, process. Which basically what the, those do is that you're, it's a, a a beer writer I follow uh, once kind of described like these kind of beers as don't think of them as like mixed fermentation or like wild ales. Think of them as like the like a fruited wheat beer. Okay. Especially like, if you think back to like the nineties and two thousands, like there was always blueberry wheats, blackberry yep. wheats, cherry wheats. Sea dog was exactly stuff like that. Um, and yeah, they were super popular like nineties and early to 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 two thousand. And a lot of them were kind of a lot of those beers were fine, but Not a little overly, boring. A little yeah. boring. Sometimes they were a little too sweet. Sometimes they were a little too dry. Yada yada. And what what these do when you sour them, you add that tartness that uh uh. Uh, acidity it just helps the beer the flavors of the beer come together so much more and just really like increase enhance the vi- uh, vibrancy of the beer oh i totally i i i'm gonna be honest i never knew the pro- i know processing like beer and everything mm-hmm. like the the mix i've never paid attention to how sours are done i know it's completely Good. different I mean, it is. It's not. It's the same, but it's different because you you use like the fruits mm-hmm. and everything. But yeah, like I, sour wasn't on my radar for a long time. Sure. Yeah. No. There's um. Yeah. That's a. It's a weird thing because we 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 call these beers you know sours or sour ales or whatever you want you you want to call them, but the word you know uh, sour is you know it's become sort of a, a category of beers, almost like a style in, yeah. in and of itself, when it really is just like a a d- description of one like a single uh, descriptor. Just, yeah. Exactly. And so, like, it's, it's kind of something that, I mean, as a brewery, we're extremely uh, 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 guilty of it because we do it all the time. We call all of our sour beers. Something uh, sour. Yeah, sours. Um, but, like, the, the, the idea of that, you know, sour beer being, like, a, a style is, is, is not great for uh, actually kind of, you know, really being spe- uh, spe- specific about what goes into the beer. And, like, if you look at all the sours out there, there's a huge, huge, like, variance and you know, the way that they're made, the way that they're, they're marketed, the process, how long they take, yeah. what, what the uh, intent behind all of them are. So that's a, that's a problem that, that we complain about all the time, but we're actually very much uh, guilty of ourselves. I mean, in the same regard, when you look at that, mm-hmm. like you say that, like you need to call it a sour because if you don't, 
somebody's going to say, let me try that guava bonga. They're going to take a sip, not expecting mm-hmm. a, a tartness. They're going to go, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah, that, so that's it, the thing. It, that, it, that's one of the, the reasons we do it. it shouldn't be like its own category, it, it kind of has to be at this point mm-hmm. because it's people aren't. That's the thing. Like yeah. you have to say, uh, you have to uh, say a it's a sour, so you might as well call it a sour. Like. That's the thing, and like it's not exactly a Ber- Berliner Weiss, and it's not exactly a a, a Goza yeah. either. So it's like neither of those words work. So just just call it a a, a sour and get the uh, point across. Just call it a Ber- Berliner Goza. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, but um, uh, I, I dig the can art. Yeah, uh, 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 Haley, our uh, art director. Yeah. Uh, uh, did another great job. She did uh, bo- both of these, and like, yeah, she's been doing a great job with with the arts. Then she started uh, taking over that role. Yeah, I I had a, a ill fated podcast two years ago that Dan came on yeah. a long time ago. Uh, never came out. It was str- specifically about beers. Okay. It was called the Finer Beers Club. You, you'll never find an episode, so don't go looking for it. I've heard of that. Yeah. Because I Dan, Dan came it, yeah. on. Yeah. And he he came on. I, I don't know if he came on for the whole show or just for we, an interview because it was a little different. We, The whole thing was centered around beer, and we just kind of brought up a couple of subjects. Like we kind of – we touch on, you know, nerd news here. Mm-hmm. We like touched on sports. We touched on this. Like anything we thought was it, – it didn't work. And their schedules fell apart. So uh, it just – they were three hours long. We got drunk. Uh, we <laughs> That's a long time for a podcast, too. Yeah. You know what it was is because I live here. I live in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Andrew, the one of the co-hosts, lives in Florida. And Jeff lives in California. So what we would do is send beers to each other. Right, yeah. And then we'd do three beers an episode, which didn't make any sense. No. <laughs> because, you know... You get drunk, especially because we were only doing craft beers. We were only doing brewery beers. We weren't do, sell, sending, you know, other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it, it was kind of just, we were getting high ABV beers being like, which one's the best? And at the end, we crowned a champion. Was I on one, one of those podcasts? No, we I only did didn't... three of them. Okay. Because I, I did, yeah, me and uh, Danny, my wife, the uh, uh, CEO yeah. at the brewery, uh, we ended up doing... A similar one where it was yeah like three three guys that didn't live in the same area did did all of the um did this podcast over Zoom and stuff. Dan told me about that. Yeah, it was funny because we it was like a year and a half after yeah he did that with us. I I still have the files. I just <laughs> it, it like I edited the first episode and it was three hours long. Jesus, <laughs> I. I got rid of an hour and a half of just stupid shit. <laughs> like it, it's ridiculous, but yeah, I mean, maybe one day it, I'll put it up as like a, a special episode for yeah. here, but, or if you, if you if you ever, ever need any, uh, uh filler in, in a, a, one of these, just start like, uh, cutting in some bits from that. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, dude, we had the greatest intro and I wish I, I kind of want to call the, what you drinking thing, the finer beers club, just because of the stinger we had for it. Like, the, I kind of think you uh, should. I, I think that we're going to. Yeah, let's do it. Um, you know what? Hold on. I was wrong. I don't have it in there. But, uh, but just know it's somewhere down, uh, down in this uh, uh, basement here, it's, it's in something. Picture the most epic thing you've ever heard. Uh, because it was pretty fucking epic. There you go. Um, 
Anyways, let uh, let's let's check this shit out. I'm, yeah, I'm in love with it. Do we do we have glasses down here? Are we just gonna crack a can. Do, do you do you suggest glasses? Uh, usually, yeah. Okay, that's usually the best way to, to go to taste bear. Yeah, let's crack it, fizzle fiends. I'm. I smell it. Beef. The hell. I I sound different. You turned something down. I turned myself down when I when I when I made the comment about being able to hear the door opening. Oh, I turned the headphones down. Ah, here's your problem. Ooh, it's got a tart mm -hmm. scent. Yeah, I dig the color. It it's got a guava color. Yeah, it, yeah, that that pink from the guava uh, definitely come comes through in the beer. Definitely stuck around, which is nice. Is it unfiltered? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, we don't we don't filter uh, 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 anything. We don't have a filter or, or a centrifuge or anything like that. I I honestly have never poured your guys' beer before. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you just go straight straight from the can. I I I have one of those uh, brewmates or whatever. The, ah. So I just yeah straight from the can. Mmm. It's nice. Yeah. That's not freaking bad. Mmm. That. Wow. Holy shit. Hits sweet immediately, mm -hmm. but it, like within a second, it goes to tart. Yeah, but it finishes sugary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no uh, bitterness uh, whatsoever in this. Like the, the it, hopping is like super low. I, I do try to like. Um, I basically the way I, I you know I, I brew the beer. I do try to get. This is not like a naturally sweet kind of style to brew. So I try to brew with as much like. Basically, as much like a, a body and mouthfeel as I can, just to kind of balance out the uh, the acidity. Especially if I'm if I'm adding uh, like uh, citrus citrus or citrusy fruits like guava and lime, that's only gonna kind of make the beer more more even uh, more tart or more sour than than it it already is. Uh, you definitely want like a nice kind of like sweetness or or at least a, a body to kind of like balance that out. I'm I'm digging the shit out of this like. I'm glad I'm glad glad you like it. It's it's weird because like the if you get some like on your lips, it doesn't when you like lick it off, you taste sugar. You don't taste anything else. Like weird. yeah, I I think maybe that's what I was eating. Was I, I don't know if I was eating a donut or something. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, we usually we used, it's just me and you. Yeah, uh, we usually give a. A rating. <laughs> uh, sometimes we don't, but I, I try to. Uh, I know you'd probably give it a five, being you know. Uh, would I give it a five? Point. I don't know. I, I being a brewer, you have to have a very like critical eye for every, for everything you do. It's actually like I personally find it really hard to enjoy most of the beers that that, that I brew when I'm drinking. Really? Them. Yeah, just because it's a it's a totally different mindset when you're drinking your own, your own beer as opposed to if you're just drinking a beer as a con, 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 consumer. Okay. Because, like, yeah, when, I, when I'm drinking a beer, I'm, I'm always looking to, uh, you know, improve uh, uh, something. If I can't improve the flavor of, of, of the beer or anything like that, the drinkability of the beer or, or, or what whatever, at least I want to improve my, my process and make things more, like, efficient or something like that. I'm always trying to, like, yeah, do something better for uh, uh, every time, time I, I brew. And so, like, 
yeah, you're, I'm just being really like nitpicky about the beer and, I get and, it. and getting kind of in my own head. As opposed to if I buy a beer, if I, if I go, go, yeah, if I go to a bar and buy a beer, you know, I'm looking for reasons to enjoy the beer because I just spent uh, uh, money on it. So yeah, I, I, I don't want to get buyer's remorse or anything like that. So you end up being <laughs> way more forgiving about other people's beers than, than you, you do your, 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 your own as, as a brewer. Okay, I totally get that. I understand you. You, when you say you have to have a like a critical eye on things, I I feel like you you do brew what you like. Obviously, there's mm-hmm. one of those beers that you brew specifically for you. I guarantee, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which one is it? Oh, there's a bunch of that. I, oh. I, I I usually do like one every three or four months. That's like this is just something that I want to like either see what what ha- what happens or one I specifically want to drink. Okay. That, that so totally. you, I think when last time you were at the uh, uh, tap room when, when we met, I, you liked the uh, Crone, right? The sour yeah, yeah. that we did. That that was one where like I was actually yeah I was in like a kind of on like a very like Belgian or continental kick because I, I we uh, my uh, wife and I had just gone to uh, Quebec right before I we uh, uh, brewed that, and up there they're still into like a lot of. They're into like their their beer culture is very brew pub uh, uh, focused, and naturally has like a lot of like continental. Lagers. Yeah, well, not not just a a, a, a lager, but they have a major like a, Bel- a Belgian kick. Oh really? Because, like, wow, like, I never Belgian, would have thought that. Well, like yeah, because a, a a Belgian and French brewing overlap at all, Good. and yeah. then obviously French culture and French Canadian culture overlap lap a bunch. So, uh, yeah, so the. Uh, uh, Belgian beers have a huge uh, influence in ca- 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 Canadian brew, uh, 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 brewing, but they have a lot of like uh, Irish ales because there's a lot of uh, uh, Irish uh, 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 immigration up in Canada too, and like there are, there are a couple of good like German and Czech uh, lager places too, which I love. Nice, but yeah, it just kind of got me in this mindset of just like all these places, but they'll have like you know one uh, 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 IPA, then everything else is just like classic uh, uh, European styles. So I want to brew something just yeah, really kind of simple and like um, delicious. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> something, something, yeah, something different than what we had been doing for the last like uh, a year, a year or so. Where it's like most of the stuff we're rotating in or out is IPAs, lagers, and sours. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to just you know, like let's do something that kind of goes against the uh, a grain of that, and that's what the sour brown ale kind of uh, came in because it's an idea I've been thinking of for like a, a while too. Actually, I, I didn't. I didn't steal the idea from another brewery, but uh, there was a brewery in the Catskills we went to that had a Uda a, a Bruin. But I, as best I could tell, they didn't have like an actual like mixed fermentation or like barrel aging program or anything like that. Yeah. And the beer kind of tasted like uh, a sour ale brewed with like a, a, a kettle soured beer brewed with dark Belgian candied uh, sugar. Oh wow! And I was like, I, I didn't bother asking anybody uh, about about that or anything because we were just just hanging out as uh, customers at that point, and uh, you know, I wasn't talking shop with that with anyone. But I was like, I feel like that's kind of an interest. That's kind of what it tastes like to to, to me. And they're just calling it a, a oud brune. And then I kind of got to thinking. I was like, maybe I should just try brewing what I just said <laughs> and see, 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 see how it tastes. That's uh, and then yes, yeah, so like I, I may have stolen the idea from another brewery, or or I, I, I may not have. Maybe they do have a barrel, a barrel uh, aging, uh, pro, uh, program. I just didn't see it. Yeah, it, it's I, I find it like intriguing, like how many breweries not necessarily steal, but like 
they get an inspiration to mm-hmm. try something oh, that yeah. somebody else does. Like, I, I think that's pretty cool. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it happens a bunch where you, where you try a beer that's really special and you're like, I, I want to make that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I wonder, yeah, there's, um, trying to get really, uh, esoteric here. Um, a brewer I know named, uh, uh Ben Howe, he used to have a brewery in Boston called an, an, an enlightenment. Uh, he now has a brewery out in, uh, Washington state called, uh, uh, other lands. Well, that's another land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's bought, he's bought around a bunch. He was brewing, I think in Denmark for a while. And then he's been out on the West coast for, for a, a couple of years. But I uh, know there was a, 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 a one night he was drinking this, uh, it was a Spanish beer that was like, like a, like a, a Spanish pale ale that was like 2.3, uh, 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 three, uh, uh, 3%. Okay. Like, yeah, really, really kind of, uh, uh, you, 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 unique beer. And he was, uh, drinking it and he said, I want to make this beer. <laughs> and then one, one of the last beers he put out with, uh, with, uh, an in, enlightenment was like a, a two and a half percent hoppy pale ale that was just to die for. Nice. So, yeah, I think, I think it was, yeah, it came out at, uh, one of the, uh, extreme, uh, beer fests. Which is like, yeah, so that was one of the, the first first breweries to kind of subvert the whole extreme brewing thing at the Extreme Brewing Fest. Because that fest is always just like barrel-aged, everything, everything in double digit, uh, 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 ABV, throw the whole like kitchen pantry at it. I, the double digit ABV thing, five, six years ago, me was like all about it. <laughs> and, you know, dad me, like... It had to have been six, seven years because my daughter's almost five. Yeah. Um, it, dad, me is like, I just want something I can keep drinking all mm-hmm. day that I'm not gonna like get shitty over. Yeah. If it if I get a little shitty, it's okay. I can I can get past it. But mm-hmm. like, I, blackout Steve is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, most of the the double IPAs, Imperial Stouts, the Brawley ones, or the like special occasion beers every once yes, in a while. Yes, exactly. While I've got a fridge stuffed with like uh, uh, pilsners and session IPAs and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, we had a session IPA um, from uh, fuck Cold Harbor. We had okay, Col- yeah. Cold Harbor beer catered my wedding. Oh, cool. Uh, we had Novocaine. Yeah. <laughs> double digit IPA. <laughs> um, we had. Ravenna, I, I don't. Which one is that? Their regular IPA. I don't remember. We had hot smoke, which was a smoked porter. It's a good choice, yeah. And then we had one called no. You know what? We had um, Ravenna. We were gonna have Ravenna, or we had Salty K's peaches. I don't know if they still have it. That's a sour. Okay, sounds. And then good. we had it was. I think it was called Ravenna, but ended up being Sister Summer. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I think it, it ended up being one of their regular IPAs. Sure. But the the there one of them was it was Ravenna. Ravenna was a uh, session IPA, and it was phenomenal. Nice. Like it. it yeah. <laughs> it, it, I, that, I that's a it. that's a, a, a style that that has seemed to have kind of like. Uh, Tapered off a, a bit. You I don't remember, see. It, I don't see it anymore. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think a lot, a lot of breweries that are doing what would be session uh, uh, IPAs just call them uh, uh, pale ales now. Yeah, because I remember when session IPAs started uh, uh, trending, like they, they got a little bit of uh, of blowback from people that were just insisting that they're that a session IPA is the same thing as a a, a pale ale, but you wanted to find a way to fit the IPA into the uh, branding so people would actually uh, buy it. 
Yeah. Which, I, which I mean, if you want, which uh, splitting hairs uh, uh, makes sense, but I, I think at that point, it's more about what the what the brewer is intended to uh, uh, make. Because it's probably going to be somewhat re- reflective of the way that they think about uh, IPAs anyway. Yeah, I totally get it. Um, we've talked a lot about this beer and other beers. Mm-hmm. I still want to ask you, you know, how you got your start in beer. <laughs> how that all got started. It's a very, uh, yeah, almost stereotypical uh, kind of, yeah, maybe as he turned uh, uh, 21, started seeing all these other beers now that I could actually buy beer on my own rather than have someone who was 21 buy beer uh, for you. For me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Though I, I did have, I did dabble. You didn't drink underage. Oh, of course I did. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one, one of the first beers I had uh, underage even was uh, Le, Le Fin du Monde. Never heard of it. Oh, it's a, uh, it's a really, it's a fairly well-known, it's a c- c- Canadian uh, Belgian, Belgian uh, triple. Okay. So did you know the brewery uh, Unibrew? No, they're uh, they're yeah they're a Belgian style brewery located up in uh, uh, Canada. They got bought out by Sapporo a couple of years ago. Actually, it might be close to 10, 10 years ago now. I've had Sapporo once. Yeah, I I've probably had Sapporo once or twice too. If you're at like a sushi place or something, and yep. you just want to yeah, I, I went in Rome. Uh, <laughs> you know, but yeah, they 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 were they're a yeah pretty well well known um, yeah just Belgian style curve. Canadian a uh, 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 brewery, probably probably their best known beer is Le 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 Le, Le Fin du Monde, the uh, tr- uh, triple, okay. and um, yeah, basically my my dad likes that that beer a lot. Really, we, we took a yeah when uh, when I was like twelve or something, we took a family trip up to uh, Montreal. Uh, yeah, it was like yeah my uh, my family and my my uncle and, and his family, all the kids and stuff. Yeah, we took a trip up to Montreal. Uh, and that's where yeah, my dad and my uncle found this beer, the the Fundamon, and and uh, liked it a lot. Probably in part because it's a nine percent ABV beer. Yeah, that, that's how that's how a lot of people get into into uh, yeah craft beer is that they find beers that are nine eight nine ten percent uh, uh, alcohol and get their minds blown by that. But yeah, but they used to find it and you'd bring it on uh, bring a few bottles onto like camp camping trips and stuff and. I remember the first time he let me try a sip of the the, the Finnemon. I hated it. Then I turned twenty one, started dabbling more in beer, and tried it again, and thought it was like the greatest beer in the world. Really? So yeah, that's kind of like my my unofficial uh, gate uh, gate uh, gateway beer. That's the Finnemon, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that's the one right there. Yeah. I've never seen that before. Oh yeah, if you ever see it, try it. It's it's, it's a super solid uh, uh, triplet if if into that style. Nice. Yeah. So. You, you you started getting into it because of that. Uh, basically, basically yeah, that's well, that's kind of what I I don't have like a, a real like a real uh gate a, a gateway beer, but I kind of assign that to uh, to the. Uh, I can tell you, on. I can tell you my gateway beer right off the top of my head. I when I first Before. started drinking, I I waited till I was twenty one. The day I turned twenty one, I started drinking. I, I I don't know why. I just always had this idea in my head that I should be that one person. That if I was gonna drink, I was gonna do it the right way. There you go. It sounds very like. See, I feel the uh, similar way, but I, I only waited till freshman year of college. <laughs> yeah, but like it, it. I when I did start drinking, I started drinking like Bud Light, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I found Killian's Irish Red. Yeah, that that, that was one of my uh, uh, gateway beers. That, that uh, Smidex, yeah. Blue Moon. 
Mm-hmm. Blue Moon is still my go-to. If I have to get a keg of something and, okay. and it has to be something other people will drink, it'll be Blue Moon. Yeah, it, it's yeah, that's a that beer does what it does very, very well. It, and yeah, I'm yeah, you're not wrong. I was thinking, like, do I consider like a great example of a, of a Belgian wit? Not really no, not at all. Because it ta- I mean, it just it tastes like uh, fruity pebbles. If we're being honest, but fruity pebbles are nice, aren't they? That's a good yeah. cereal. So that, that's the weirdest I, I part. Is it. like. Sorry, finish what you were saying. Oh, just no, I was just saying that I, I I don't hate if a beer tastes like uh, fruity pebbles. <laughs> of course, now now uh, nowadays a lot of breweries are making beers with, with fruity, fruity pebbles, yeah. and that yeah, that's something I'm I'm trying to not do. See, as a I, brewer, I'm glad you say that because I've said it to Dan, and I'm sure if you've said you've listened, like I like that you guys take chances on stuff, like mm-hmm. you got, but you don't take the ridiculous chances. I've noticed that you guys. I maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, you can tell me. You never jumped in the milkshake IPA thing. No. You you never jumped in the like let's cereal brew a beer. No. You've never you you take you take like obscure esque ideas with beers and you do it and you make it at least locally popular popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least a, a bit. Yeah, I mean like the, the what we were just talking about the uh, crone that was kind of. Us, you know, throwing something at the wall that we had never uh, uh, done before. It's not a huge reach because you, you know you're brewing with you know Belgian candied uh, 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 sh- uh, sugar, which has been used in brewing for you know uh, centuries now. Yeah. Uh, so, it, but but you know it was the first thing. It was the first time for for, for us using that and using it in in a style of beer that is it's not usually you know brewed with. So the, yeah, there's a, a bit of you know a chance in that. Then you know, any time we brew with like botanicals and, and spices and, and stuff like that, it's you know stuff that's not way way out there. But you no, know, it might not work in in with what we're we're, we're, we're trying to do because that point you're kind of getting more into the uh, culinary side of uh, of uh, brewing, and you're not sure how flavors are going to come together or anything like that. So yeah, uh, every every risk we take is, is a a, a, cal- a calculated one, and even if you know if you're brewing beers with like you know, breakfast cereal and donuts and stuff like that, it's not even really a risk because even if it comes out, you know, uh, uh, terrible, people are still going to buy it and, and, and just drink it just just because, yeah, just because it's brewed with, you know, donuts and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's like a riskless uh, a gamble almost because, like, even if it comes out, you know, awful, it's not, you're not, you're not going to lose. Yeah, because people are going to buy it. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um. So, like, at what age did you want to? Wh- I, I, yeah, probably 23, 24 or something like that. But basically, yeah, once, uh, so my wife and I, we started dating when we were 21 or 22. Oh, wow. Yeah, we, one of the first things we bonded over was, you know, discovering uh, craft beer. Yep. You know, we were both into the, 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 the Finamon, especially. And yeah, so basically, just got started getting. You know, we had that in, in common, started uh, uh, dating. Pretty soon after we started uh, dating, we started homebrewing to get together. So that was that's okay. a, that's a, a, a big a, a big step in this uh, 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 story is when we started home home brewing. I have a funny home brewing story that sure. I'm part of, but not I didn't do. Uh, so a buddy of mine's father mm-hmm. used to brew beer on his own. He had you know carboys. He had everything you needed. All the old stuff, yeah. And uh, he did it in glass, bear, glass, um, yeah, like the, the glass, uh, 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 carboys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Those are a bastard to uh, clean. <laughs> yes, I. Re- he used to just buy new ones. He he had money. 
There you go. But he never put it like you know how you're supposed to keep it away from light and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, he would bury it in the dirt. That's that's extreme. He told me that his father or grandfather used to do it that way. And so he, there's a tra- tradition behind it. Yeah. Now, now I'm I'm interested. <laughs> and he he took chances, and it was so weird and so good. Like they were great, and they were so great that he kept them downstairs in his. Li- he had this little like room off of the basement, and it wasn't like it wasn't taped off, not taped off, but like sectioned off, and you couldn't get into it. He just put them down there. And they sat for years. There was one night we were having a party. Oh, no. And we ran out of beer. And when I say party, it was like seven or eight of us. We ran out of beer. And I was like, hey, let's jump, you know, get into your dad's beer stash. And he's like, he's only got a few more. And I go, when was the last time he brewed something? He's like, five years ago. And I was like, fuck it. Let's drink it. (laughs) Let's do it. I threw up so violently, <laughs> but it was still delicious. Was it like a bottled or was it? Was it was it, bottled. He okay. Bottled it. He, so bottled he bottled, bottled it. Bottling okay. But I, I'm it, a five-year-old beer. It, something went wrong somewhere. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously it went wrong. Beers aren't intended to last for five years. Yeah. Most, yeah. Very, very few are. Yeah. But like, no. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, um, you and did you and Dan brew stuff together? Like, uh, me and Dan, kind of. So yeah, he he basically started home brewing a, a little bit after uh, Danny and I st- started. Okay. Uh, yeah. So he had he had his own uh, uh, system. He brewed a, a few batches, but he gave it up fairly uh, uh, quickly. Okay. Then yeah, so we we brewed brewed a couple beers to 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 to, to together, but it was mostly me and uh, Danny. So this is going to confuse the shit out of anyone uh, listening. So Dan is my brother who works at the <laughs> You know what's brewery. funny is I know you also. <laughs> yeah. I want to make sure everyone like who's going to be listening to this understands that. Yeah, I have a twin brother named Dan and a wife named Danny. Uh, is that weird to me? No. I. You know what? I never thought of it that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when, when Danny and I first started uh, uh, dating, and I, I told, yeah, like friends and family, like I've got a, a girlfriend. Her name is, is Danny. They're like, no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I, no, no, it's so I guess, weird yeah. because now my head can't wrap or like yeah. get a, away from it. But no, like, um, at what point, like, did you want to own a brewery or open a brewery or, or, you know, get your stuff out to people? Yeah, it's, um, so yeah, probably around 24 or 25. You know, you kind of you kind of just start throwing the idea out there. I told it as just like a a like a, a daydream kind of kind of thing because especially especially at, at that point, like the whole nano brewing thing was kind of exploding, which really was oh, it was you know largely uh, home brew, brew brewers who were you know getting obsessed with it and, and going out and starting very small commercial uh, 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 breweries. So you would hear you know stories all the time of Treehouse. people. Like, exactly. Yeah. Uh, a night shift is, is another one. And yep. now look at them. They're two of the biggest breweries in the whole state. And uh, yeah, but yeah, stories like, like that. People starting small and then, you know, getting a license and getting a little bit big, big bigger and having just like massive success and like a lot of fun. And we were like, no, why can't this be, 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 be us? And then, yeah, like around 25 or so, uh, 
Yeah, we were, we were, that was basically, it, it mostly started when Danny, because uh, she went to uh, uh, undergrad in uh, uh, architecture, and she was reaching a point uh, where she needed to start applying for post-grad. Okay. Because um, in order to kind of do, yeah, con- continuing studies for the architecture thing, which you need to do in order to become a licensed uh, uh, architect. And then, yeah, it, it, it's all part of the whole uh, 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 system. But she got to that point, and she realized she didn't really want to be, be an architect huh. anymore. But she wanted to, you know, take the, the, the knowledge that she had learned and put it into, you know, uh, something else. And, yeah, we, and, you know, and, and, and luckily, you know, opening a, a brewery is actually a really good, a good place to apply a lot of the stuff you learn in a, a, a architect a, a texture school. Huh. And so, yeah, and she and she felt, especially as as a, a a woman, that there was a lot of space in in the industry that where she could kind of do her 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 own thing, and kind of actually you know do things a bit uh, uh, differently and kind of make her her own mark and all that. So it was kind of her idea to start. And then you know, and I was kind of an obsessive home brewer at, at, at that point. It was right around around this point that I was taking over more of the, the home brewing side. And then you know. She wanted to open a brewery, and like you know, at this point we had, we had a lot of friends in, in, in the industry, and like we had a pretty good grasp of what was what a lot of the, 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 the uh, trends were, and what a lot of the opportunities were, like what what we liked. Yeah, there were you know, every, you know a lot of different breweries were doing a couple like little things that we liked, like what they were doing with their tap room, what they might have had for a food program, what they were doing for like different elements of their beer program and stuff like that. And we're like, we we can pull out all of these little bits of uh, uh, inspiration and create something really special. And at at that point, you know, I was, no, for for me, like personally, like career wise, I spent most of my twenties kind of lost. Like when I when I like no, I graduated college in two thousand in two thousand nine. I had a journalism and media studies. A uh, degree, and that was you know just after the economy had completely imploded. Wow. So yeah, so yeah, I was a senior in high school in the fall of two thousand eight when like uh, Obama and McCain had to suspend their uh, campaigns to go back to the Senate to work on a bailout bill to save the, uh, oh. the economy for Bush. And, oh like, shit! Yeah, so the job market I was preparing to get into went up in flames. So at that, yeah, when I was in my, uh, yeah, so right after college, I was working in like the same retail management job I had in, in college, lost that job, was unemployed and temping for a while and stuff like that and trying to get like any semblance of a professional ca- 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 career going. And, uh, but still being like, you know, really involved in the beer scene and being involved in the, you know, Boston at the time, we, we were living in a, in a, a Boston where all this was going on. And it, the Boston uh, homebrewing scene was like, and actually a, was you know, really great, cool, uh, a cool scene. I was in the the Boston Ward Processors Club. Uh, you know, we were. I was, uh, you know, a regular at the Modern Homebrew Emporium in a uh, 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 Cam- uh, Cambridge. Okay. Yeah, met a lot of friends from the that the overlapping beer and home, and homebrew brewing scenes, and it was yeah, kind of like my thing at the time. So the timing just worked out well that you know I, I was kind of drifting and. And Danny was having basically a quarter life cri- uh, 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 crisis, and the uh, yeah, and then they just kind of inspired us to like you know the thing that is driving us, the thing we have a passion for, the thing we have ideas for, is a brewery. So we were like, yeah, fuck it, let's just let's just see if let's just start working on this, and you know, see how how it happens. I, hey man, I I'm 
a hundred percent behind you guys. Like I, it, it's not even like, you know, you guys are friends with me. Like it's like, I thoroughly have not found a beer. I don't like from you. Appreciate that. And that's, I'm glad I try, try not to make like a, a, any bad ones. <laughs> I mean, nobody does, but you, you all, people are always going to have misses. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just, I mean, I'm sure at some point I might find one, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to tell you for one. <laughs> I mean, no. by, by all means, you, uh, no, 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 I, no, I definitely uh, can. I, I, I like uh, feedback and all that. Like, Untapped like, just doesn't cut on the uh, feedback, you know? Like, uh, get people's opinions. Mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you two beers. And I'm going to get so much flack from my beer friends and maybe you for what I'm about to say. Try, try me. But um, they came out with a beer the day my daughter was born. And it was called... Um, oh, fuck. What was the... Uh, it was a peanut butter... Um, I have no idea. <laughs> peanut butter stout. Okay. Chocolate peanut butter stout. Like that. Uh, anyways... I was, uh, I got, I asked, it sold out immediately, sure. but I was part of a, a group on Facebook that like did buy, trade and sell things. And, uh, I asked somebody, I was like, listen, my daughter was born on this day. I wasn't able to get there. Is there any way somebody can like trade me beers or sell me two? And some guy ended up getting his hands on a case of them and he just gave me wow. two. And I drank one the day we got home with my daughter and I waited for the second one to, uh, uh, for her first birthday to drink it. And it, I had always thought it was okay. So when they re-released it, I bought like a four pack or something mm-hmm. and it became a fucking drain pour. Like I literally had, wow. it, it wasn't good. I don't know if it was, they changed something in, in the thing. Like I just turned it off. Wait. Maybe, yeah, maybe, I'm not sure. Um, and then the other one is, this is where I'm going to get the flack. Juice Machine is not good. No, oh, uh, really? Yes. Huh. I think I've had that one before. It, it's, it was such the biggest sought after beer from yeah. them. And I, yeah, that's, it's got like the, uh, a robot on yep. label, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I could not get it. It took me six years to get it. And I got one last year and I was like. What is the, the, it's not that I hate it. Let me rephrase that. Sure. It was a miss for me because I was like, there's the hype behind this is ridiculous. Oh, oh that's hype though. That's the hype in a, a, a general, it, a hype can ruin any beer. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're right. That's, that's the thing. I, I mean, I, I remember I, I can like one of my luckiest beer experiences is the first time I had a heady, uh, a uh, 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 topper. I had, I, I never, uh, uh, I heard of it before. Yep. It was, um. Yeah, I was I was living in, in yeah I was living in Brighton at the time, and a, fr- a friend of mine in the uh, neighborhood texted me and was like, "Hey, let's go to, uh, you know, I'm not gonna say the name of the bar because they probably sh- it, it's actually I don't know if it's illegal, but mostly like unethical for them to have been uh, selling spirit because uh, uh, somebody drove up to 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 the Alchemist, bought cases, brought it back down, and they were selling them out from be 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 behind the uh, bar." Which like which I mean we weren't sophisticated enough at the time to know that that might be a problem. Yeah, we were just like, oh, that's a great idea. That's super cool. So and they they weren't charging like they weren't gouging us. It was like nine dollars for a can, which was in line with everything else at the bar. Absolutely. So 
Yeah, a friend of mine texted me, like, hey, we got to go to uh, this bar and uh, drink these beers. I'm like, okay, cool. So I, I go there, and it was like the most like mind-blowing fucking beer I've ever had. Because that was like right – that was still when like West Coast IPAs were huge. Mm-hmm. So like – and every beer was trying to like really intensify and chase the West Coast IPA model. So it was I all, hate West Coast IPAs. I like, I like a lot of them now, but at the time, like there was basically just like hoppy meant – bitter yes, so you want to do more and more hops like you know during the boil and stuff like that and it would always be yeah they, they were just trying to make everything it was all about the uh uh ibu wars 100 ibus 500 ibus a thousand theoretical I- ibus yes which at that point you're, you're you're way over one like the amount like the saturation point of uh ice of yeah I- iso alpha acids and way over the um like the uh Basically, your your brain's ability to actually like taste this this these uh uh, uh compounds. So <laughs> so at the time when I had a beer that was like one, it was a eight percent and like super dry and easy to drink. Where like a lot of the stronger beers at that point too was where we like these like sickly sweet quads because a lot of people were into brewing uh Bel- Belgian style beers but didn't understand Belgian style beers. Oh, yeah. So like you wanted beers to taste like you know. Coffee and fig and, 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 and sherry and these things that are sweet, but the beer itself isn't sweet. But like breweries, we just be making the beers like like way uh, way too sweet. Yeah. So you're having a beer that's like eight percent, not too too thick, not too sweet, with this like massive aroma that just jumped out of the can. But with like a, compared to every other IPA at the time, just like almost no bit, uh, bitterness whatsoever. So it was like drinking this, I'm just like mystified by how a beer could have like this much hop. F- like uh, flavor and like almost no uh, perceivable uh, bitterness at, at all, which now we understand it's it's dry it's dry ho- hopping. That's that's what you want what I want to do. Yeah. But at the time it was like there was nothing at all like uh, 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 like it. And then then you know you uh, after year, years after I you know see people on the internet say that they tried Hetty Topper for the first time, chase it down for a year, said it didn't uh, live up to the hype. Yeah. I was like, well, it's been hyped up to the point where you think it's going to like pay off your fucking student loans, <laughs> but it's just like a really nice, really good, like perfect uh, uh, IPA. That's the name of the episode. A hype so good it'll pay off your student loans. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, last thing, and then we're going to get into the show because we're 40 minutes in. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Suddenly I see all these three hour uh, No, uh, I, yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what what what's next? Do you guys just go sky's the limit for you guys? Yeah, yeah, we're we're pretty much uh uh like whole, a whole ass in, in in into this. Yeah. So I mean, right right now it's basically just like let let's ride out whatever's left of uh uh COVID because like they, even even like uh right now it's like I mean, obviously this winter with the Omicron the Omicron spike. Like I mean, we we were dead. Like we we were we were just like no one was coming in in December and uh, uh, January. Couldn't, couldn't move move beer. Fe- 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 February and March cases start going down. Business starts going going back 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 up. Yeah. But the last the last couple of years has literally just been riding these these waves. Cases go up, business goes 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 down, and, and, and vice versa. There's there's you know for put 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 away all the talk about like re re restrictions or masks or having to do like t- uh, a t- t- table service mandatory food the, the the biggest correlation we've seen between like success and you know anything having to do with covid is just 
cases. Numbers go up, business goes down. So this past February, March, it's like can't can't brew enough beer to uh, uh, keep up. Yeah. And then we had that little uh, mini surge in April and this past May, and things kind of like I was part of that off. surge. Yeah. Oh, did uh, did you get it? Yeah. yeah. That's why that's why we didn't record for the last two weeks. Oh, okay. Because we were basically let known that we were exposed, or they were exposed. Um, tested my youngest daughter; she tested positive. My oldest, negative. Next day, negative. Uh, next day, I was negative both days. My second daughter, my oldest, tested positive, and the third day, I tested positive. Cool. So, like when last week, when I said, you know, I'm negative, my dot one of my daughters was still positive. She was negative the next day, but like I had I had symptoms one day, mm-hmm. and it was the day I tested positive. And it was I will tell you it was like the worst day I've ever had. I had body aches. Oh God! I had um, I was the the most tired I have ever been in my entire life. I had like Heard brain that, yeah. fog. Uh huh. And. No matter what I could do or what I did, I could not get warm. Mm. Like I was under a heated blanket on high with like indirect sunlight and I'm still like, (sighs) it's mean, it's a mean bug. It's like, it's yeah. Like, I mean, some people just like get a scratchy throat and like stuffed up and then like, yeah. So some people just exactly what you have, just like full body, uh, uh, fuck up. Yeah. (laughs) And, and I didn't, I never had a, uh, um, fever or anything i was feverish without a fever no cough no congestion but the weirdest shit was three days later or like when i finally started getting rid of it Mm -hmm. i i'd have like congestion in my chest no cough still but i you know how like you just gotta get it up yeah and spit it out yeah it for lack of a better descriptor the the loogies were (laughs) this fucking big and greener than this oh god a polar springs bottle bottle like and i had spoken to uh, the physician that i had to talk to for my work Mm -hmm. and they were like yeah that's the virus (laughs) it's like i that's so weird yeah but i i honestly i would never that's messed up that was just like sitting in here for three three days probably waiting to bubble to the surface yeah it sucks. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm yeah, uh, I'm knocking wood. I've I have I've avoided it so so far. Yeah, it's, you know what I think? Like you guys are lucky. My wife, what my wife does for work, and what I do for work, we've been pretty lucky because we have to face the public. Yeah, we work in public jobs mm-hmm. or public centered jobs. Um, but either way, like I, I think I think we're good. I think I think not necessarily we're good. I think that. This is just what it is. We're just going to have to deal with it. There's nothing. It, it's getting there, yeah. They need to stop with the mask mandates and shit. Like. Pro- at this point, there's probably not much of a point to that. Through, through the whole thing, I've been very much pro uh, uh, mask. uh, masking. I've been pro, pro, pro anything. Uh, yeah, like none of the, nothing they, they've been telling us to do with has been un, un, unreasonable, really. Even though the mandatory food thing, which at face value is the stupidest thing, but like. There, there was a reason behind that that was like, okay, and honestly, we sold a shit ton of meat and, uh, meat and cheeses for, from that uh, 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 anyway, so it was like, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. If everyone that comes here has to sit down and, and, and order food, it's like, okay, well, if I can't have people sitting at the bar and can't really pack the place, we're kind of constricted by the uh, tables that, that we have, it's like, well, if they're going to be spending more money on food, 
call, call, call it a wash. Oh, I get but, it. So now, now that the episode's starting, yeah, so <laughs> hour later, it was probably when we were twenty-seven. Uh, we decided, like, yeah, let's do this for real, and yeah. then yeah, yada yada yada. That's crazy. And then it took I, forever to actually get get o- open because they always say, you know, give yourself twice as much time and get twice as much uh, money as you think you're you're gonna need. And I think we doubled that. Yeah. So <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, no, it's it, yeah, it's work, but um. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to go over a couple of quick news things. Um, Ray Liotta died. Yeah. I mean, it was Sad. two weeks ago, but obviously, like, I want to touch on it. He, we should. He I mean, deserves it. I, he, I, every movie he did up until, like, the last 10 years was pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Especially Goodfellas. That, that, that's going to be, yeah, that's his, his like, uh, shining star. Yeah. It is. I, I, I just... It sucks because he ended up looking like he had a really bad Botox situation, mm-hmm. but he's still iconic, and it, it just yeah. kind of sucks. Yeah, and he he still he had a solid voice too. He could he could still he could still talk and still act and all that. He still had the the good fellas yeah. voice. Yeah, he, no yeah. matter what, it it was always yeah, he he could always f- uh, find that. Yeah, he could fight you with his voice. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then, but uh, movies after that too, like uh, I, I Identity was great. It was fantastic yep. on that. Uh, I have a movie I haven't seen in a long time. I don't even remember what it was about. But Narc. Oh, fuck, I've seen I've seen that movie like twice in my life. Yeah, same same thing. It's, it's all yeah. It wasn't a big uh, a movie at all, but like that movie kicked ass. Yeah, I do remember loving it. My dad loved movies like that. The mm-hmm. crime dramas and everything. Yeah, yeah I, so I I had I I got to watch it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like it, it sucks. Like he will be missed. Definitely. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on also a couple of weeks ago is like, did you hear the news about Stan Lee and his likeness? Yeah. They're going to like, they like basically his estate sold his likeness to, no. uh, no, I thought it was a sale, but, but either way, Marvel's going to like start using like CGI and like voice reanimated Stan Lee in some of the uh, movies or something yes. like that. Yeah. So they acquired the rights to use his likeness, I believe in perpetuity. Yeah. Uh, it, it, which is, is ridiculous. We've gotten six or seven movies without seeing him. We don't need to see him again. No. We, we, we as like nerds, I, I speak for all of them. Yeah. Every single one of you guys out there, I'm speaking for you. We don't need to see him. We've let him go. Like, he did what he did, and we are grateful for it. Mm-hmm. But the way that Marvel Studios went about getting those rights were kind of fucked up. So... What did they What did a- they do? After he died, he... Actually, before he died, he sued a company that he had started... Uh, a deal with about using his likeness in perpetuity after his death because they uh, they were talking about because he was part of the board I believe Mm -hmm. about um, you know selling it off and he was suing them to stop them from from it being exclusive only and about three weeks before he died, he dropped the lawsuit and said, you know, I'm, I'm glad to, you know, keep things going with this company. But that company, I can't remember the name of it, is the one who's you letting 
Marvel used the uh, not Marvel Marvel Studios used yeah. the rights. So it's like it's not supposed to happen. And I believe his estate is pissed. That makes sense. But I, I don't know. It's it just it's a shitty thing. And I, I, just, I don't know how to feel about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so like un- unnecessary too. Yeah. It's like, I, I forget. I, I don't remember which of the Marvel movies was the last one he had the uh, cameo in, but like that should be remembered as like, that was the last time he showed up in one of these movies. Like you got to have that, 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 that moment. And now it's just like completely, you know, like died, di- diluted almost. Cause now you're going to have, you know, f- CGI fixed Stanley apparent in, in movies. I don't even know what they're planning on doing with that. Like, is it worth like doing all that just to have him in these like cute little uh 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 cameos? So <clears throat> the whole reason he they I, I don't remember exactly what movie it was, but one of the movies or maybe some something like one-offs established that Stan Lee was one of the watchers. Right. Okay, that's right. Yeah. So that's I think that's their idea behind it is like he was he, I, I did you watch what if at all uh some of them yeah did you see the what if ultron one or whatever mm, no i didn't watch that one it was the last one okay yeah i, I haven't watched the last one no. and uh jeffrey wright is the watcher in the show he's the voice the, the yeah, big, yeah. yeah he uh fuck where was i going with this stanley being a what oh, oh, oh yeah yeah he uh he was watching and then Ultron had grown to be so powerful that he could hear the watcher through the like X dimension. Uh-huh. And he tore a hole through that dimension and started chasing him. And that's how it ended. So like I can see where they could be going with it. But so like I I don't I don't know. It's annoying. So yeah, so it might just be only a spin-off thing, which I don't ne- not necessarily a spin-off thing, but they're just going like they're if we're going to make him a watcher. Yeah, if we're going to make the the watcher thing like a bigger part of the MCU like uh uh canon, then that might be where where they're going, but do they even really need to to do that? Plus they already kind of threw Jeffrey Wright as being the watcher. Uh, yeah. The watcher. Yeah. But I, whatever. I I don't think it needs to Jeffrey Wright's great too. Like if they can get him a, a an actual place in the MCU. No. I think his, <laughs> I think his head is too weird to put him in anything. <laughs> now, do you, do you watch uh, Westworld at all? I've never seen an episode. It's uh, it's good. Um, yeah, I've seen the first like three seasons. What is I, it? Four or five? I think they're coming out with the fourth one soon. It might be out now, actually. Okay. I, I, I've dropped it because the, the third one was just way too hard to follow. The whole show is insanely hard to do. To All follow. I know is it's robots and the West. Yeah. It's, uh, well, it's... Um, Gunslinging robots and sex. It's basically, it's not in the West. It's in a giant theme, a West, like a Western U.S. themed, uh, like a Wild West theme uh, theme park. But the theme park, yeah, the West World is, is a, a a theme park, a massive like role playing theme park, where people can go and like interact in this in you know in the Wild West, but all of the like the non playable characters or whatever that you interact with are all uh, robots. Huh, that's weird. Now, I'm gonna, tr- I have to watch it. I gotta. It's try it's, de- it. it's definitely worth watching at least the first uh, uh, season. Okay. And then the the second one's pretty good too. And then the third one just gets a little too just like out there 
for, for me, and, and it's a little hard to to follow. I mean, even the first two two seasons, which I liked, were like you know you have to stay focused on 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 the show. If you check your like phone or anything like that, like you're going to be totally lost. Huh? There's there's a lot going on. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Hold on one second. Well, s- holy shit, that's way farther away. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, we're back, guys. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. I love it, but I also hate it. Whatever. Did you see the? She- I just want to know your quick opinion. Did you see the She-Hulk trailer? Yeah. Did you like it? Um, I, I'm intrigued. I have no idea what this movie is going to be about. I have. It's a series. Oh, it's a series. That's right. Still, same thing. I have. I have no idea what to expect. I know it's got. Uh, Tatiana Maslany, who I love, she was in a uh, 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 Orphan Black. I, I, that's another show I haven't seen. That, that, one, that one was great. So she plays like literally twelve fucking uh, characters in 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 that show. They're all clones. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, and so uh, yeah, but it's, it's about time she she gets another another like uh, kind of big big role like like this. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I I have no idea how she's gonna go from. I have no idea how they're gonna. She's going from like the Hulk's cousin to a hulk so i know they're gonna explain that in the comics and that's they're they're doing that exact thing because you see bruce banner in the trailer mm-hmm. uh she is bruce banner's cousin and at one point she needs a blood transfusion mm. and the blood transfusion he gives her has gamma radiation in it so she becomes a hulk right i'm 90 percent sure i didn't follow the comics of the hulk because there was a lot of stories to 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 you know pay attention to yeah but that i i'm pretty sure that's how like uh the hulk family there was a family of hulks in the planet hulk uh book okay it started was like everybody kind of needed blood transfusions <laughs> uh but i might be wrong mm. i mean i guess that that's one that's one way to uh get it done you gotta you, you have to get to that, that plot point at uh you know uh somehow yeah, I mean, yeah, I have no idea. What to, I'm definitely gonna uh, uh, give it, uh, give it a shot. Yeah, I think it's called She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it's I don't no know. idea how they're gonna balance out those uh, two things, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's worth a try. I mean, if it if it sounds kind of silly and like they're having fun, that's kind of where Marvel is at their best. If you okay. ask me. Yes. Like my I, like my two favorite Marvel movies so far have been the first Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Ragnarok. Yeah, which like those were movies that were just all about. Ha- those were just you no know, su- super fun. Had like a, a lot of heart. If they they can find if if they can find you know that that groove for for this show, it's gonna be good. Which leads me to the next subject. Oh, good. Thor: Love and Thunder. I want to touch on this one quickly because there's two other things before the movie rewatch. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking in love with that trailer. It looks like Ragnarok on steroids. Yeah, kind of. Like, I cannot wait, and it's a month away. Yeah. Like, I am fucking stoked do, on it. Do, do we know where Natalie Portman's character has been since the first Thor? No, I, but I'm sure they're going to explain yeah, it. Yeah, because I, I, I don't know, because I... Yeah, I, I don't remember that move very, very well because it was so uh, long ago. But like, they, I don't remember where she wound up. I, I, they I oh, they never say it. They yeah. so she the last movie she was in was Dark World. Yeah, 
And well, which is which which was not a great move movie. So oh, like, it was one of the biggest missteps that the Marvel had. But yeah, that, I don't, at that point, that. I don't think they were, had planned. What a waste of Christopher uh, uh, Eccleston. Eccleston. Yeah. E- yeah, I said sin, but it's Eccleston. Yeah. Um, yes. Close enough. He could have been a big bad somewhere else. Yeah. Like I, Christopher Eccleston could have been Gore the God ki- Killer, God yeah, that Butcher. Worked, yeah. But Christian Bale is just as good. I, I, I hope. Definitely, yeah. So my whole thing with with the MCU, like I, I've said it before, but I've also defended it before, is like we're starting this whole new phase where this whole like team up's going to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. It's just like we don't need twenty movies, twenty five yeah. movies. I think, and now there's. I mean, I think honestly, just trying to stay engaged with both the MCU and Star Wars is it's all uh, Disney uh, uh, Plus's fault because like both of those franchises, like they're generating so much content now between movies and limited series and full series. Like trying to stay on top of both of these franchises is like a fucking part-time job daunting as fuck. And then if you want to like squeeze in like other TV, like if you want to watch Barry or Better Call Saul, which are both shows I, I, I love. Holy fuck. Did you see the mid-season finale of Better Call Saul? Yes, I did. Oh my God. Jesus. Holy fuck. <laughs> I did not expect man, that. Yeah, they, they are doing that man uh, dirty. Barry too. <laughs> Barry too. That's yeah, another uh, yeah great show. I think I might be, well, there's a new episode tonight. Oh so, uh, shit. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I'll probably watch that tomorrow or something this like that. This is the final season of Barry, right? No, they they bring it back for four. Oh fuck! I, yeah. For some reason, I thought this was the last one, and they were going all out. That's yeah. I, I had that. I had the same. I don't know if they announced that or not, but I had the same impression. That's what they they were going to do. I think everyone was just assuming that that's what they they were going to do. And that's what everybody's doing. Yeah, because yeah, everyone's doing three, and like it's been so long since the pre- previous one that may as well just you know. You know, go now, but no, they renewed it for season four. I believe Bill uh, Hader is going to direct every uh, a- a- a episode. I love Bill Hader so much. I, I don't. I know the only episode I know he's directed before is the one where he has to go kill, um, go kill the guy that's sleeping with the cop's wife, who is like the Taekwondo shit champion. Oh shit! Like that crazy fucking episode where his daughter, oh, his yeah. daughter is like this fucking like. Ninja Demon. Yep. <laughs> like the most like surreal experimental episode of the whole show. And it was kind of the best episode. Yeah. I so dude, like that show is gonna get I, I fucking, fucking cool. love Fuchs. Yeah. Oh, Fuchs is my favorite character. Yeah. No, no, I lied. No Ho Hank is my favorite character. <laughs> no Ho Hank's everyone's favorite character. And yeah. it's like, all right, this is I'm gonna just put this like I did they did they make him gay at the end of season two? Um, because I felt shocked I when they showed that him and they were actually in a relationship. Yeah. It, it's always it's been heavily implied f- since the first like episode. I think I I because he's always he's always been like he's always uh. You yeah. know what? I don't remember a lot of the first two seasons. The only thing I remember, like really remember, ah, because of see. COVID. I I uh, uh rewatched them both. Uh, right before uh, season three, three started, so it's all fresh. But like, yeah, because he's always been like into like fashion and been into like interior uh, decorating. They always add these yep. little. Mo- I do remember. It's, that. it's been like a mo a mo mo motif almost that he's always kind of 
he's a Chechen gangster, but also sort of like maybe not stereotypical, but typical like LA like gay dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? Like that dude is a great actor. Oh yeah. I like he's from he's from Mass too. He's is, from like I knew like, that actually. He's from like a Newton or something like that. That's crazy. So, so, so yeah, so somewhere near uh, Boston. That there's some great fucking actors, actors and actresses that come from, you know, Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to get into that list. Yeah, yeah there's a ton. <laughs> I I'm so fucking excited for Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah. Like it's going to be. I I might even put up like a. a which I never do, like a mini episode, right after I see it because Definitely. I, I the Thor is my favorite character right now. So yes, yeah, and 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 Taika why 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 Titi can do like no wrong. <laughs> I mean, he can do no wrong in the MCU. I I'm not a huge fan of his other stuff. Oh, like uh, what what we do in the the shadows. I I hate this. Sounds so bad, but I hate New Zealand hum- humor. I never got into have, Flight of the Concords. I never got into what we do in the shadows. You're fine with Mickey yeah, because I never watched either. I've seen. I mean, I've, my my I got a couple of friends that are super into uh, Flight of the uh, uh, Concords. So I've seen like some of the hits. Yeah, it seems like a a, 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 a funny show, but like, I I never like watched, sat down and, and watched it or anything. I think Jermaine, um, whatever Jermaine Clement, I think yeah. his name is. Yeah, I, he's hilarious. Yeah, he he's great, but I just I don't I don't know. New Zealand humor, the only thing I think I've ever liked, and I don't even think she's from New Zealand, is Rebel Wilson. I think she's Australian. <laughs> yeah. But she, either way, like, it, it, it's everybody, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Um, uh, hmm. Yes, Thor Love and Thunder. Did that one. The Boys. The Boys. Are, are you... F- did, are you caught up? Do you only watch the first two? I've, I've seen the yeah, I watched the uh, first two. Okay, I went. To, I actually I watched. I just started watching it uh, last night. I watched episode one last night, and the second one uh, this morning, thinking I was going to catch up. Yeah, and I see there's a third one after. I'm like, fuck, dude, <laughs> not caught up. Like, it it just did they do did they do uh, Homelander's birthday in the second episode or yeah. the th- okay yeah like like although you. The third episode just kind of, by the end of it, you're like, what the fuck? They're doing everything. Like, they, I don't understand how seasons can just get so much better. Yeah. There's, um, the crazy thing about this show is like, they'll, they'll, yeah, in the first, uh, uh episode, they, they introduce like all these like, uh, tension points, like the tension between like Huey and, and, and Butcher, because like they have different philosophies now, they're working together. How's that going to work out? Yeah. Then like we know that, um, that, you know, uh, Newman is, is a soup, but, but, but Huey doesn't. How's that going to work out? Start building this tension, let it simmer for like 10 fucking seconds and immediately boils over into like in, in, in a pile of like blood and gore and action and everything. Dude. I'm not even going to lie. The first 10 minutes of this first episode, <laughs> what the actual fuck? Is that with the uh, 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 termite guy? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, um, yeah, that's, that's. Like, what the fuck? I feel like, I feel like that the, the, the show might be getting even a little too, like, self-referential uh, because no one can die, like, a normal death. <laughs> like, no one just gets shot in the head or, oh. like, gets stabbed in the gut and, like, bleeds out. Like, everyone has to explode. I think I I think uber violence is the point of the show. Yeah, absolutely. So, That's definitely 
definitely something it does, but it's like everyone, either, either you explode or get like sawed in half. Yes. And for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, the first five to 10 minutes of the episode, there is a character called Termite and he has the basically, ability. Uh, uh, Ant-Man. Yeah. Basically Ant-Man, but he doesn't need pin particles. Yeah. Um, he is gay. Mm-hmm. He shrinks down and ends up going into his partner's penis. Yep. And he has he's st- stimulate. Yeah, he's stimulating him from within his Urethra. inside this guy's penis. Yeah, and he sneezes and embiggens himself <laughs> accidentally and literally explodes him from the yeah. inside. <laughs> <laughs> Bursts this guy in half. <laughs> and oh my fucking god! I was like, what the fuck? But hey, no. The thing is, like, as soon as I knew. That he was going in this guy's dick. I was like, he's going to blow this guy up far from the inside <laughs> well, out. They foreshadowed with the sneeze. Like, yeah, I was, I was like, like, this is this is exactly like this show is doing what it's doing. It's it, going to And I'm there for apart. every minute of it. Yeah. Third episode's really good. Like, you need to check it out as soon as you can. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to happen uh, this week. Yeah. Um, also, Obi-Wan. Yeah. We've got three episodes of that. I know you're only two in. Two in that I one kind two. of filled you in on this third one just yeah. to so we can talk about it. Yeah. But like your for opinion on the first two episodes, like what do you think? Still trying to like uh feel, uh feel it out cuz like it's such um you know, it's filling in such a big gap in like the Star Wars kind of uh timeline that that not really sure like yo. Thank you. Enjoy. Yes, it's just totally, I have no idea what like what's what's going to going to happen because you know the the, the the premise in the timeline is like you know Obi Wan is is laying low for for 10, 10, 10 years twenty oh, yeah. years something like that, and so no idea what the show's going to be about. And then you know he's going on a rescue mission to save uh you know oh, yeah. yeah a layer from like mercenaries and shit like that, and did not expect that he was going to be like that close to her uh, 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 situation because the idea was he was going to be. Keeping an, an, an eye on Luke, so yeah. didn't know he was going to go into all these like adventures and stuff because he just assumed he was, you know, laying low as this old man in the uh, in, in on a Tatooine in the uh, de- uh, desert. So yeah, it, which is funny because there. they're like, all right, let's say what what was the prequel, A New Hope, or let's let's do it with um, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. How old would you say Obi Wan was there? Because he had to have been late twenties. That something like that, probably maybe. Uh, I, I assume Ewan McGregor was like thirties uh, or something like that. Yeah. So there's going. I don't. I, I guess I don't understand how you know Obi Wan aged that much in fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That's one of like the the, the plot holes that they're just going to have to like. They're going to just like uh, gloss over and. I guess I'm picking nits with that, but it, it's, I don't know. It, it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely sort of a, a bigger plot hole, but it's also just like, you know, they can cast the original uh, Obi-Wan character like 50 years ago, for, for, uh, 40 years ago, whatever it was. So it's like, you know, so sometimes you got to just like take take the uh, liberties that, that you have to, to, you know. No, just, I get it. I, I totally, told. I totally understand. Well, what a lot of people have been saying, just like, well, it's, you know, it's a planet with a, a, a two suns. So all that, you know, that they, doesn't, doesn't look like they have a sunscreen on a, a, a Tatooine. So that's probably <laughs> just doing nightmares for his skin. <laughs> oh, shit. That, I have this conversation with everybody. 
Are they humans or are they aliens? They, oh, that's a great question. I've asked this to literally everybody. Because it's like, I, I grew up understanding that they're, they're aliens because they, they, you know, they live on another galaxy. Pl- yeah, they live on another galaxy. They can't possibly be us. But there is an, um, uh, 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 Han, uh, Han Solo calls Jabba the Hutt a, a, gr- a great human being a, yeah. as, as sort of a dunk. And so they they see themselves as uh, human beings, kind so of. I I don't remember somebody. Uh, maybe it was on the podcast. Somebody said human, like, and it makes sense. Human being being a race, mm-hmm. like it's possible that there are other places, but it's so kind of weird. Yeah, it, it's a weird concept to grasp at. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's the thing. If if you're making a, it's it's just kind of what's going to happen. You're making a space movie about yeah. You know, Everything has to be super far away, uh, but you you want to cast actors and create characters that humans are gonna that people are going to identify rec- with. exactly. Yeah, so you kind of get yourself kind of in this corner here where there's no good 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 answer, but there doesn't really need to have to be one either. With with Obi Wan, with everything that they've done in the both the MCU shows and the uh, Star Wars shows, yeah. Do you like they go by a very specific formula? It's usually the first four episodes are narrative, and the last four, three to six episodes are plot, plot, plot. Do you think it works, or do you think they need to revamp how they do things? I haven't actually noticed that before. I never noticed that there was a formula that Disney was kind of doing. It's very they they build up to a lot and don't have much of a payoff until, you know, like later, later. on. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a longer, uh, 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 exposition then sort of yeah. interesting. Yeah. Cause yeah, there, there's a lot. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Cause there's a lot that, 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 you know, the first two episodes of, of, of Obi-Wan, there is there's a decent amount of things that, that that's going on, but like, it all it all seems like kind of like small single uh, episode uh, story arcs. Yeah. Almost. So some some of that just kind of to to carry the action through while it sets up something a uh, uh, bigger. I guess like the like I mean for me like the the Disney Plus show that I remember remember the most that I've seen is uh, Loki, which I guess I kind of did. Loki was great. That was an awesome show. But at, at the same time. Same thing. The first four episodes was mostly exposition. Yeah. And then the last three, I think it was seven. That's last point, yeah. three was like, you know, Sylvie, uh, the void or whatever he was in. And then, yeah. then the last, maybe two episodes was Kang. Yeah. So like, I think it was the last episode, but yeah, it, it's a lot of exposition. I think it should, I, <laughs> I don't want to say they should make less episodes because I hate that. Yeah. But I don't. But find, find another, like, yeah, uh, formula for a couple of shows, a, a, a couple of seasons. Yeah. Because, yeah, because if, if, if you as a viewer are catching on to that, that means it might be, like, like leaning into it a little too uh, heavily. Yeah. I, I just, I, I want to see them change it up a little bit. Yeah. I hope that She-Hulk, they do it at least a little bit, but I don't really see them doing that. We'll see. I, I don't know. That's the thing. Like I was saying earlier, the thing about uh, Disney Plus is like now they are churning out so much more content for both of these franchises. That like, 
maybe they they have to just stick with the fullness for now just to yeah to kind like, of you know facilitate things miss marvel's about to overlap with obi-wan like what the fuck yeah i have right now i mean i don't have stranger things anymore we're going to talk about that in a minute uh um i have obi-wan mm-hmm. the boys yeah barry yep better call saul mm-hmm. i'm going to have miss marvel like i'm I don't know where <clears throat> I'm going to find time yeah. watching this. That's the thing. Like I'm, I'm like uh, this is the first Star Wars thing I've seen since Episode Eight. I have not seen Episode Nine yet. Uh, I have not seen Mandalorian. I have not seen um, uh, Boba Fett. Yeah, like this is this is literally the first like instance of Star Wars I've seen in in years. Just because it's so hard to like keep keep up with everything. I think so. If, if I can give you some insight watch the mandalorian mm-hmm. i've heard good things skip boba fett you don't need to watch it sure um i think obi-wan's gonna be good i so far it's at least fine i mean it's yes. enjoyable you know i you were saying that you had seen on the internet that there is some divisiveness between you know, longtime fans and everything. A, uh, a uh, friend of mine literally said, he's like, I think I'm done watching anything anything Star Wars, like, from from, from now on, because they're not getting anything right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see that necessarily with the third episode you haven't seen. I, the action was great. I, I will say that. And That's I actually, good. I'm starting to f- fall in love with the idea of the Inquisitors. Like they're cool. Yeah, that's that's a that's a cool I, I, idea, and they they have that sort of uh, that infighting between them too, that little bit of drama. Did you notice who the uh, um, fifth uh, fuck the Asian Inquisitor was? No, it, Han from Fast and the Furious. Oh no shit! Yeah, wild. Yeah, I I fuck it. I was like, he looks so familiar, but like you can't tell because his face is like pushed yeah. up. Yeah, they got that it, weird hat on. That yeah, that's. Yeah, so I looked it up and I was like, Justin, uh, his name's Justin something. Um, I, I know the uh, their leader, the the uh, head guy is uh, Rupert Friend, who's uh, I, I I recognize him from um, uh, uh, Homeland. Oh really? Yeah, which was I stopped watching that. Oh, I'm show. sorry. His name is definitely Sung Kang. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, uh, sorry. All right. Well, sorry, now son. that I've made some almost racist shit, um, uh, how caught up are you on Stranger Things? I've only seen uh, uh, season three. I've not watched any of the uh, new one. Oh, all right. We're not going to talk about that. I will right, not. Sorry. I, I, this is a next week thing. There you I, go. I will talk about it next week because I want people to stew in it. I want, I want people's opinions. So, you know. Do all that shit. That's the thing. It's like there's so much te- television to watch right now. It's like I'm a really uh, busy guy. <laughs> exactly. Owning a fucking brewery. I don't know how you do it, man. Like because you're there. You're there. I'm. You. I, I say this, but I say this in a different way. You have the most important, like less be there job. Not less mm. be there, but like you. You have. You can be there in the morning. In the afternoon, and then leave. Whereas, like half of the other people are are there all day. Like you, you just keep up with the the brews, and then you can go home. 
But you work the tap room and everything. Actually, no. Actually, I don't. I don't usually work the uh, uh, tap room. The day you uh, uh, came came in, I was I pulled a couple of tap tap room shifts, uh, just because we had um yeah we I think you came in when, uh, we sent a, b- a bunch of our, our staff to the uh, beers without beards fast in a a. a p- uh, uh, Portland. It's a big uh, 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 a beer fest. It's all uh, women owned and run uh, uh, breweries. Okay. So uh, yeah, we got yeah we uh, 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 Danny and a bunch of the uh, the women that were the work on staff drove up there did, did that fast. Danny was there that day. Was she there that day? Yeah. Uh, then that must have been. I covered. I, I had to cover a shift like the week. Uh, I remember. Yeah, there was a, a two week period where I had to cover two uh, Saturday I know that shifts. You had um... there was something else going on? Maybe I was just. Because someone had a uh, uh, COVID or something like that. Because that happens that a lot. Biscuits lady there. Oh, uh, buttered, yeah. Yep, buttered. Oh, yeah, yeah, she, and yeah then they're great. The the um, vendor next to her was she had a bunch of um, pottery. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, sometimes we just have like yeah, uh, no, makers awesome. like that do a little pop up too. So it, it's awesome. Yeah, I, it's all good. I'm weird about gravy, so I have <laughs> not tried buttered yet. But her the idea she has behind it is amazing. It's 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 super good. Yeah, she does this uh, uh, sausage gravy that's like gotta go. Yeah, like be, uh, a bell pepper is a little uh, a spicy. It's super good. I, I gotta try it. Like yeah. I, I hate gravy. Like I, it's consistency, not taste. Okay, well, um, well, they, they, she has, she does a sweet one too, like a like a marshmallow, uh, a one. She let me try one of those marshmallows that she gets from um, uh, the local place around here. Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. There's a local like yeah, like marshmallow or something. Marshmallow. Like yeah, yeah. Oh, the, it was so good, mm-hmm. and the aftertaste was like, it was weird but still delicious. I think yeah. She she's been using marshmallows made with. Uh, one of our uh, set uh, sour beers, the uh, really uh, 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 flowers. What was it like? Pinkish kind of. Yes. Yeah. Then that was it was probably uh, uh, that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah they they use the yeah that that uh, heather hibiscus and chamomile sour beer we did we we do uh, uh, each spring, and yeah 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 she made yeah somehow I have no idea what marshmallows are are actually uh, made from or anything like that. But. I want to say flower because I got a flower taste in there. Weird, yeah. I've, I've never. I knew. A, I'm looking this up. Right yeah, now. figure out how to. Yeah, let's let's. Yeah, let's, let's yeah, note on marshmallows. Right yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never. Yeah, I've had no idea. Marsh. Oh hey, no fuck. There it is. Yeah. Marshmallows are made in factories using the same method you use at home. A sugar gelatin scaffolding is created to hold air in place. Then air is whipped. The marshmallow. Okay. okay so it's sugar gelatin and air. All right. Well, I fucked up. It tasted like flour. All right. Oh, well, but maybe they make them. Maybe she has to include incorporate flour to somehow like carry the beer or something. You know, like that. it could have been something like that. It, it might have been what like they used. Like it's magic, as far as I'm concerned. Hey man, I got marshmallows over there. If you want one, <laughs> no. throw it in the beer. No, oh. I'm good. <laughs> Jet puff that, beer. That would, that, that would be a good way to improve a uh, marshmallow. I don't know what it would do for the beer, but. Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. Um, our, wait, is marshmallows made out of a pig? Is the first, it's like the <laughs> people almost asked. <laughs> marshmallow made out, yeah. Is uh, there a marshmallow tree is the next one? What marshmallows, what are marshmallows made of horse hooves? Is that even a question? That's a very poorly worded question, yeah. Okay, well, no. <laughs> Why do vegetarians not eat marshmallows? Oh, probably because the gelatin, which is... Ligaments, tendons, and skins of animals such as cows and pigs. Yeah. 
Okay. It's like a, a collagen type of thing or something, I think. Weird. All right. What so, is a, 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 a collagen? I'm not sure. Uh, it, but I think it's, it's, it's good for you. <laughs> we, we have collagen in our, um, our bodies. It's what, oh, it, what keeps our skin elasticized. Ah. That, which is why you hear um, col- collagen depletion and then collagen turns into, I fucking forget. It doesn't matter. Our main stuff is over. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about pixels when we watched pixels. So you don't have to, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I need to know right off the bat. What is your first impression? It was not as bad as I was expecting. It's not as bad as I remembered. Yeah. So yeah. So when I watched it, when, when you told, when you told, told me to watch it, it was my first time seeing it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so like, yeah, I, I look it up, I see, like, immediately, it. I saw that it actually was a pretty successful movie, like, uh, money-wise, but it got panned. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it, yes. Every every critic and reviewer just, like, dunked on it, like... But it's it was oh, also in the middle of Adam Sandler's, like, just, I'm doing it for the money, fuck you phase. Yeah, his, yeah, his real, like, uh, uh, yeah, getting together with uh, 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 Kevin James. And just making like fucking whatever, like uh, buddy. Uh, here comes the. I think he. I think Happy Madison did. Here comes the boom, but I might be wrong. And then there was that. Um, with the uh, grown ups, grown ups, grown ups, grown ups two. two. Yeah. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Uh, fucking. What was the one where you played his uh, Chuck, Chuck and Larry? I kind of remember not being that bad. I thought that one was kind of funny, if I remember correctly. I I, well, I saw it once. Right around yeah. that. Right around that movie is when the whole like. Um, the movement of like being mad about stuff started. Yeah, and it like so it 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 was a good movie, but there's so many parts of that movie where like it, it it's old school humor and yeah, like new school people will get offended. Probably, I, I would not be be surprised. If, like, yeah, but I saw that movie and just I forget everything. Oh, I yeah. remember thinking it was like kind of good. Yeah, I don't think fine. it was bad. I like the premise was decent for an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. And it was like a guy lost his wife, he's about to lose his health insurance, so he pretends to be gay to keep his health insurance yeah. and then it's just married to his best friend. Yeah. Hijinks and Sue. Yeah, exactly. Which which is which kind of yeah, this is kind of what his yeah, his his uh his thing throughout all this has been kind of uh uh, like you said, uh, uh, hi- uh, hijinks. Yeah, which is kind of what uh, 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 Pixels was. It was a lot of, kind of a lot of uh, 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 hijinks, but not really the best kind of like narrative for it. <laughs> so anybody who hasn't seen it, to give you a little bit of a, a um, oh shit, sorry, to give you a little bit of insight into the movie, it the thing says. Sam has been one of the best arcade players of his time. That's, Once, that's, uh, and, Adam Sam, uh, I, I've decided I'm not going to address any of the characters by their characters' names, only by the actors. Oh, names. that characters' you, names don't matter. There's no reason you should do. You should call them by their names. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, like so, I wouldn't either. Uh, 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 Adam Sandler has been one of the best arcade gamers of his time. Uh, once in an international tournament, tournament NASA sent the video recording of all the games to the space. For intelligent beings to find and know more about humans. However, the aliens interpreted interpreted the games as a challenge and began attacking Earth using the video game data. 
It's now up to Sam and other old-time arcade game champions to save the Earth from the video game Alien Invasion. That is the best, literally the best way to explain that. Yeah, it's, it's a clever kind of a, a premise. premise. Like, it's obviously going to be a little con, 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 contrived, but it's... Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's it's funny, but there's so many parts that just needn't be there. Like, like they literally use Peter Dinklage because he's a dwarf. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's funny because he's been standing up about like, why are you doing dwarf things when you could be doing like he, he's very two sided on things, but yeah, like I, I don't, I don't necessarily think this movie needed to be made, but I'm kind of glad it did. It's, I mean, it, it is, it is a kind of a cool idea, but it was like the way they did it was so paint by uh, uh, numbers too. It really was just like, very, it wasn't anything more than like nostalgia. Nostalgia porn. Really, it was just like, hey, it's it, yeah, it's it's Pac-Man, and then and then there's there's we're playing a a Galaga, and then Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong, of course. Where you know you know Donkey Kong is gonna. I assume we can spoil it because the seven year old movie that kind of sucks. Oh yeah, I have a obviously. I don't remember what button it is. Yeah, the yeah the whole the whole thing about. So the, my, my problem is like basically you watch the trailer in the first scene you've seen the entire fucking uh, 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 movie because the first scene like when they're all kids just telegraphs the rest of the uh, movie. Yeah, foreshadowing is a motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Like beyond full foreshadowing, it's like everything as the movie is going on just like connects back to that first scene. Yeah, I I completely I completely agree with you, and then it's then the fucking end of it is like. It, it's just, it, it double backs. It, it takes what happened at the beginning and it's like, oh no, you really were the best. Which is, yeah, which is, that's one of the things that pisses me off about the, uh, the, uh, a, a movie. Cause a movie like this, cause it's, you can, you can say it's kind of a family movie, almost like a, 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 a kid's mo- movie. Like yeah. those movies are supposed to have like some heart to them and like characters are supposed to learn something that kids know that they're supposed to learn. And like the problem with uh, uh, Adam Sandler's character is that he's like a massive uh, uh, under uh, 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 a shiver of the, yeah. whole, the whole the whole the whole movie. Like he was just like really smart, like you know, uh, like you know, maybe not a prodigy, but like a really smart, uh, gifted kid. And then he loses in the 1982 like arcade championships, yep. and that sets him down a path of just kind of being a a, a, a loser. And then like. At the end, like the big lesson he learns isn't just like no, I I am like a smart, capable person. I just need to believe in myself more. He just learns that the other fucking asshole was a a a, a, a cheater. cheater, and he actually was the best the whole time. It's like that's not a lesson that you need to learn. That the other guy I fucked mean, you over. I mean, I in defense of what you just said, mm-hmm. like. It, for all intents and purposes, his intent to be an underachiever could have been brought on by the fact that he lost that. I, I think it's well, yeah. kind of like you said, the whole idea of like being contrived. That's fucking stupid that you can go, you know, 35, 40 years just being like, I fucked up in 1982, so I might as well just work for Best Buy. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like it, it's... What what is knowing that you won fair and square 
40 years ago going to do for you now? Like, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like that was the, like the, uh, the epiphany, uh, mo- uh, a moment at the end of the, the, uh, the, uh, movie, but it's like, it's kind of dumb and not kind of hard to re, re, re relate to at all. Cause it's like, it didn't come from within. It was completely like an external thing that he learned about something that had that happened to him. What actually wasn't what he thought it was. And, it didn't help him either way. Yeah, no, he, he's yeah, he's kind of still the the same guy. He didn't really better yeah. himself. It was an external thing that that was kind of improved uh, uh, for him, which it, it makes sense that that's, that would have the effect. But like, it doesn't really have the depth of like you know a a a, a moral of the uh, story, which is what a, a movie like this should have like a a, a moral to it, because it is kind of a goofy. No, not kid, but it should be a, a good uh, a family mo- uh, movie. But it just doesn't have that at heart, that, mor- that 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 moral, that morale. I will tell you the moral of the story. Now that we're you know at, <laughs> towards the end of this, the moral of the story is Josh Gad definitely fucked Cubert. Yeah, that, that was that was the stupidest way to end that movie. But I fucking loved it. I watched that. I was like, where has this uh, energy been the whole movie? This like. Absolutely surreal, like subversive, like <laughs> ending. Because like, the way the movie should have ended, the way they were telegraphing the end of that movie was that Michelle Monaghan and Adam Sandler were gonna fall fall in love, but instead, Cubert transforms into Lady uh, Lisa and gets married to Josh Gad. They create a whole little family of Cuberts, Cuberts, <laughs> which doesn't make sense, and it's like, and it's kind of it's. Like, after after watching that movie, it's like finally something unexpected. Ha- yeah, actually happens. it's it's fucking ridiculous. Like where where has this energy been the whole time, man? Because that that was that that was a little bit of a twist, right it's there. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's got it's got a couple. I mean, like it has you know when you you're going in, you gotta you gotta let down your guard a bunch, suspend your your disbelief because it is about people. Fighting aliens. fighting aliens that are using you know uh, classic video game characters as their weapons. So, but like, there's a there there's some some parts. Yeah, if you if, if you let your guard down a bit, there are some parts that are fun. There are a couple of decent one one uh, liners in there. I was worried going in. Like I said, like I knew it was not a well regarded movie, so I didn't. My my expectations were low, but I was worried it's gonna be like really like cringy and obnoxious and awkward kind of, especially with like Josh Gad who kind of has that capacity. Do you not like Josh Gad? I haven't seen him in, in a lot of things, but everything I've seen him in is like he's yeah his thing is being loud kind of, and and you know and something like this that could go bad and it did for a couple of scenes, but I mean a, a JFK uh, a shot for us was, was a great line. <laughs> <laughs> I you you know what the weirdest part is is like they they're trying to posit that Adam Sandler, Kevin James, Peter Dinklage, and Josh Gad were all the same age. Good luck, yeah. <laughs> Adam Sandler, I looked this up just so I could yeah, say let's, it. Let's go. He was born in 66. Mm-hmm. Josh Gad, 81. Yeah. He was so, 18. That's, uh, yeah, that's 15, 16, whatever. Peter Dinklage, let's see. He's probably, oh, 69. 69. So okay, so he's close. And Kevin James is probably around 65. Okay, so the first three you can kind of see, and then Josh Gad. It was, I think he was supposed to be like their younger brother, but not by 15 years. Yeah. Or like, yeah, like around like a younger brother age. I will say this, like, uh, I, I had always been like that baby faced kid until I grew a beard. <laughs> I like, dude, I was 27, 
26, like still getting carded. Obviously I would get carded, but like it, it's, it's funny. Like you can almost like, you don't think about it. Like I wouldn't think Adam Sandler and Josh Gad were very far apart in age. You know what I mean? But like, I, I knew they were because Josh Gad was newer on the scene. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not saying that older actors don't break through later, but still. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, uh, 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 Adam uh, uh, Sandler's been a known, a known quantity for, like, uh, you know, as long as we, we've been watching movies. Really. Like, when, when like, uh, Happy Gilmore or something like that, or Billy Madison, like, mid-90s or early-90s, something like that? Billy Madison was, like, 93. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I was, I was, 93, I was six. So, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, his, his career is about as old as uh, uh, I am. You are born in 87? Yeah. Okay. I'm two years older than you. Okay. So, yeah, yeah but basically the, the uh, same thing. He's probably been at least kind of famous basically our entire lives, whereas Josh Gad, maybe the last decade, 15 years or so, something like that. I don't even think that. Let's see. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get ahead of stuff because I, I, I know Frozen is like supposed to be a modern movie, and I'm being prepared for that to be like a 10-year-old a, a uh, 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 movie in the blip, blip, blip of an eye. 89 going overboard that was his first movie oh yeah yeah uh, so 89 i was four when that movie came out i was two <laughs> he was did a cosby show his first big movie shakes the clown i mean it wasn't big but it was there yeah 93 was coneheads he was there right i remember that yeah. airheads that was his first bigger movie mixed nuts billy madison 95 95 okay so so i was 10 and i, I was eight so yeah, so yeah, so so since we were kids, we've we've been we've been watching uh, uh, Adam Sandler. I mean, Sandler. It's funny because I I think I I understand the whole Adam Sandler. Um, what's the word I want to use? Like draw. Yeah, his draw is because we grew up watching his movies. Mm -hmm. So when it comes out, you're gonna watch it. Mm -hmm. I watched Hubie Halloween. Oh, oh I, I did not, but good, uh, uh, good on you. <laughs> that might be the episode name as well, one or the other. I, it's just going to be like there, parentheses. I watched yeah. Hubie Halloween. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, it's I didn't hate the movie. I didn't like the movie. I, I was yeah, honestly, like for the first cut of the yeah, because I, I literally watched it the day we were supposed to be re yeah. re recording this. So I was just like, my plan was to come in and be, be like, I have never had this hard of a time forming an opinion about a movie, a, a movie that I just watched. And, but now you got to stew with it. Now I got to stew with it. It was, yeah, like it wasn't, it wasn't bad in the ways I thought it was, I was worried it was going to be bad. Yeah. Because I thought it was, yeah, like I said, I thought it would be obnoxious and cringy. Like you're just kind of like feeling embarrassed for the characters all the time and like. There's only like two two scenes with uh, Josh Gad where he was just like cringy as fuck. Yeah, but anything involving the uh, soldiers, where like he he like goes with this like one black soldier, he calls him like a newbie and specimen or something like that. It's like that's a little <laughs> fucked up. Like why why are you bringing that into it? Because I I think he like because he's around the like Kevin Smith era like idealist person. Yeah, and and the whole chasing Amy thing. Like mm -hmm. what's a newbie in? <laughs> it, it might have been yeah, almost like a reference to that. Yeah, they just going around slapping them on the ass and just like this, like you're you know it's getting a little uncomfortable, man. You're just kind of being yeah obnoxious as fuck. Totally get it. Um, we give every movie, or at least try to, a score. Both hosts, uh, 
both host, both hosts being me and you today, what would you give on a scale of one to five? We keep it easy and decimals count. Decimals count one and a half. Really? Yeah. Okay. So that well, well, what were you what were you thinking? I'd say like two point two, two point three. So maybe maybe split the difference and call it two, two or five. Okay. Like yeah, I it's it's not a movie that I'm gonna watch again unless I have to. Yeah. If for some reason my daughter goes, Dad, I wanna watch Pixels. Like, and I'm gonna go watch It's Why? not the worst way to kill like a Saturday afternoon with the kid. Exactly. I I don't <laughs> meh. Maybe let her watch it and then figure out, uh, uh, ask questions later. Be like, so how come they were brought in as like video game nerds, but it turns out they're like really good with like laser uh, miniguns. <laughs> why? Why is this guy supposed to be a, a, a loser? Actually, like an expert, expert like stunt car driver. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I don't even know. That, those are those are the little things that once you start thinking about the movie, because like you know we're gonna be talking about, you're like, oh yeah, that that's that's fucking dumb. Yeah, I yeah, I totally like that didn't make sense. Agree with you. Um I can't find my dice. They're over here somewhere, but I can't find them. So we can take a look or well, I'm gonna just give you pick a number between one and fourteen. Fourteen? Between one and fourteen? Yep. Let's go seven. Right in the middle. Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight. <laughs> that is the next movie we are watching. Have fun with that. <laughs> I've never seen it. I've never, I've never uh, heard of it even. That is uh, Jimmy's pick. So let's um, see what you got. What you've got, got, got up here? There's, there's a couple of good movies here. Which uh, were the worlds? Is Frank want? Is it the uh, uh, Tom Cruise one? Yes. Okay. Um, which is on Netflix. Uh, okay. If nice you can, I. Billy Zane, William Sadler, Jada Pinkett Smith, Thomas Hayden Church. There's a lot of names here. Wow, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, so when when I'm looking for, you know, the next movie we're doing, I try to I I wanna start telling people where they can watch it so they can watch it with us. Uh unfortunately this movie is a movie you have to rent. It's a renter. Uh you can get it for three ninety nine on it on Prime Video and anywhere else. Um you know, just fucking watch it. Let us know what you think. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, so with that being said, um, we do recommendations. Oh. What do you have for a recommendation? What, what do you think people should listen to, watch, read, drink? Drink. Well, drink, I definitely recommend coming by Redemption Rock uh, Brewing Company. That's at 333 Chewsbury Street in Worcester, Mass. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely have a f- strong feeling uh, uh, towards that. Um, beyond that, what kind of recommendations are we looking for? Just, Whatever you think somebody yeah, should me, check out that may they may not have. They might not know. Interesting. God. Oh boy, that is such a. Even if it's something that they do know, and you say, "Listen, like I've listened to this again for the first time in ten years. It's fucking phenomenal. You should re-listen to this." Oh, what should, I, what, what should we be be listening to? Uh, oh, someone put out a new album. Uh, the uh, Black Keys. The Black Keys just dropped a new uh, 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 album. I've never gotten that, into them. They're they're good. They are they are what they are. Um. 
Yeah, they they've yeah they they're, they're kind of they kind of zigzag zag around a bit throughout their uh did, uh discography. They they've been yeah they started out like that really like crunchy g- g- garage blues sound and then yeah. they, they got a little bit more not 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 poppier but the sound got a little bit more like a uh, 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 gussied up. This is, this one's a li- the new album is a little bit more back to that blues kind of uh uh, uh influence a little more stripped down. Okay. We 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 listened to it during the last uh canning run and it's a short re- uh uh record. Okay. Uh yeah, but it's uh, yeah, it's nice. It's got a nice sound to it. Nice. Yeah. Um for me, like I obviously I'm going to say you need to go check out Redemption Rock. I've said that the last like I don't know, 6 or 7 episodes. I, I've been I've been kissing your guys' ass. We we, we sincerely uh, <laughs> uh, 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 appreciate the, uh, the yes the support and the kind words. Um, uh, w- with that being also like being said, uh, I think you should listen to. I mean, it's been out for a while, but I've been listening to um, Scar Tissue by Anthony Kiedis, the book. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a good book. It's really good. I, I finished the storyteller with Dave Grohl. That's a great fucking book. I was just when you said that, I was just uh, a thing. I was like, I listened to a podcast uh, 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 earlier where someone mentions that book. It was it was it was this it was this podcast from uh, uh, last week. You mentioned that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, um, but it, it, yeah, scar tissue. It's it's really good. Um, I also think you if you haven't started watching it because we're going to talk about it next week you need to watch stranger things binge watch the fuck out of it this week because we are going full spoiler and i am literally like we're we're talking we're talking um with that being said like we're done we're we're an hour and 49 minutes in um i am your host oh actually no i have to say something um a couple of weeks ago, I had mentioned that we have a new uh, number. You can call this number. You can leave us a voicemail. We'll feature it on the show. You can say whatever you want. If it's too vulgar, you know, maybe I'll censor some shit, but we're pretty vulgar, so it doesn't matter. Um, you know, ask a question. Tell your th- blah. Ask us a question or tell us your thoughts about the movie we watch. Tell us your thoughts about anything uh the number that i'm asking you guys to call is 508-271-7824 um yeah i that yeah (laughs) uh i'm steve this is greg uh stay happy stay healthy stay nerdy (laughs) 